I want to read with you three simple scriptures from the Word of God. The first is found in the book of Amos in chapter 4. That's Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum. So Amos in chapter 4 and verse number 12. Amos 4 and verse 12. Therefore thus will I do unto thee, O Israel, and because I will do this unto thee, prepare to meet thy God, O Israel. Over back again to the prophets of Isaiah in chapter number 55. Isaiah and chapter number 55. <clears throat> and we'll commence to read at verse number 6. <clears throat> Isaiah chapter number 55 and verse number 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. My final reading is over in the epistle to the Romans in chapter number 5. Romans in chapter number 5 and verse number 1. Therefore... Being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. On down, verse number 8. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And we know that God will bless to us a reading from his most precious word. <clears throat> really was upon my mind and has been exercising my heart over the last week is really the thought of meeting God. And you know, perhaps you say, well, no one has ever seen God, and you're absolutely right. No man has seen God except the Son. But you know, what we have read tonight is three simple statements that I want to leave with you. First of all, there needs to be a preparation to meet God. That's what we read. Prepare to meet thy God. A preparation that is needed. But I'm glad that when we look upon a God such as we speak of tonight, we can read about a God that is able to pardon. Pardon the sinner. So I want to think not only of the meeting God, but I want to think of a God that is able to pardon. Then finally, I want to look at that lovely text in Romans chapter 5 that we can have peace with God. Peace with God. And that is through faith. And tonight I'm glad that I can stand before you as one who has peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I have exercised faith in him, the Lord Jesus, who died and took my place at Calvary, and I have peace with God. And as I stand before you tonight, it's wonderful to think that I'm not afraid of meeting God. I'm prepared for the event that's going to take place soon when we shall meet God. Now you say, well, will everybody meet God? The Bible says clearly, there'll be those who'll be with God eternally in heaven. Those that are saved by the grace of God. 
And there'll be those who will meet God as a judge and to be banished from his presence eternally. So tonight, as I say to you and ask you the simple question, are you prepared to meet God? And when we look upon the scriptures we had read together in Amos 4 and verse number 12, prepare to meet thy God. And you know, as we read, and we could read earlier in the chapter, of a God that really chastens his people. But you know, there was no coming back to God. There was no one who was prepared to meet God. And when I bring to you tonight the thought of meeting God, we have to remember that preparation is needed. Now, preparation is something easily understood. We prepared to come to the meeting tonight. And perhaps there are those in the, in the audience that are prepared for school tomorrow. There might be those who are preparing for work tomorrow. There might be those today who are preparing to get married. There might be those today who are preparing to move home. Whatever it might be, a preparation needs to be made. I used to take, take training classes and you know, one of the things that we often used to know is we needed to be prepared for the students that were coming. We needed to be ready for them because we failed to prepare. We prepared to fail. And without, without coming into your presence today and reminding you of that, I want to tell you, you need to be prepared for eternity. You know, as I was a child, there was many times it was brought to my attention that I needed to be prepared for eternity. And I knew and was taught very clearly that I wasn't going to be here forever. And I needed to prepare for eternity that was fast approaching. And there's another great subject upon my mind throughout the week. And you know, as we read about it in the scriptures and we look around us today, there's a great preparation needed for the coming of the Lord. I want to ask you tonight, are you prepared for those things? It's good that you're prepared for your work or your school or, or holidays or whatever it might be, but are you prepared for two things? Prepared to meet death, prepared to meet God, Prepared for his coming, the Lord Jesus is coming to the clouds. Uh, let me again remind you, we can be prepared. Everything is given to us tonight to be prepared. Uh, and when we look upon ourselves, we have to remember that the preparation that is needed really comes to you. It's not the responsibility of the brethren in the locality of, of Ballyclare. It's not the responsibility of your parents that you grow up with. It's not the responsibility of your husband or your wife to prepare you for these things. And you know, we're greatly indebted sometimes for those that do help us. That really bring, us, bring attention to us that we need to be prepared. You know, there's many times that I have things to do and I'm glad I have a wife that tells me sometimes to be prepared. To get things done. And just to do the checklist, is this done? Is this done? Is this done? But when it comes to eternity, 
And when it comes to meeting God, it's your responsibility, my responsibility to be ready to meet God. So summon well, what's the preparation? Could you just go over the tick list for a moment? Could you just examine in the presence of God tonight, what do I need to do to be prepared to meet God? Well, number one, there's a great problem. And that's the problem of our sin. The problem of our sin. And to know tonight that we were born in sin. We were born in the outside place. We were born at a distance from God. And tonight I want to remind you that if you're still in that condition, it's an awful eternity awaits you. It's an awful face-to-face with God tonight to be cast out into eternity without Christ. And tonight, number one in our checklist would have to be, what about my sin? My sin. You know the psalmist David? He wrote some lovely psalms. And when he looked and we read them over again, he used to remind himself, he says, oh, I was a guilty sinner. I was born in sin. I was shaping iniquity. He reminded it again, he says, against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. You see, the psalmist recognized in himself his sin was a barrier between him and God. And let me remind you tonight, if there's never been a moment in your life's experience, when you have come face to face with your sin and had your sin dealt with through the person of Christ, you're still in the outside place and you're in a very perilous position tonight. I say again, and I say it solemnly, to go out into eternity to face God as a sinner. No, no time in your life your sins were ever forgiven is to be cast into the lake of fire eternally. Oh, dear soul tonight, Let's start the preparation. Wouldn't it be good in this gospel meeting that you could start that preparation to meet God? That preparation for eternity. That preparation to remain or to, to be ready when the Lord comes. I say tonight, number one, it's our sin. But number two, has my sins been forgiven? Have I ever had my sins removed? I'm not asking you uh, that you have signed a little piece of paper or, or you've said a little prayer. Oh, those are things that really do not merit God's salvation. I'm asking you tonight, has there ever been a moment when you have confessed before God, I'm a sinner, I deserve eternal banishment, I deserve the wrath of God because of my sin? Has there ever been a moment and say, Jesus, I will trust thee. Trust thee with my soul, guilty, lost, and helpless. Thou canst make me whole. I tell you tonight, if you've not, if you're not saved, if your sins have never been forgiven, you're still in the outside place, banished, banished forever. Preparation. Yes, I quote it and I leave this text. And I trust it might ring in your ears tonight that you might just start the preparation process. Prepare, prepare to meet thy God. But we have read tonight of a God that is able to pardon. You see, tonight, 
as I come to you to Ballyclare. You see, we tonight have reminded our hearts already that we're under sin. Man is under a sentence of death. The wages of sin is death. That's what the scriptures remind us. That's where we stand. And we started out the journey of life on the broad way that leadeth to destruction. Every one of us, from the richest to the poorest, from the most noblest to the most royalist on the throne, to the ordinary pauper in the street, every one of us, we started out the journey of life as a sinner. And we were sentenced to death because of our sin. But tonight it's wonderful to think that we come to a God that is ready to pardon. You see, the sentence that is imposed upon us is death, eternal death. We know that we talk about physical death and each one of us, if the Lord be not come, will have to go through the, the element of physical death. But you know, when it comes to eternal death, that's a different matter. And I'm glad tonight that God is able and willing to pardon you as he has pardoned me. You might say, well, what is it, pardon? If you were up in a court of law, and if you were standing before a judge guilty of a crime that you had committed, you see, there'll be a sentence that'll be passed upon you for the crime that you have committed. But the judge... If he wanted to, he could give you a pardon and release you from the penalty or the sentence that was imposed upon you. And the sentence of our sins, the sentence of our sin before God is eternal death. But God is able to give you a pardon. It's not a piece of paper. No, no. It is tonight a pardon that is obtained through Christ. You see, tonight, I'm glad that the pardon that God has offered is a pardon that originated right back in eternity. When the God and his Son, his well-beloved, the Father and the Son, the Son came into the world, God sent his Son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And tonight, we, someone quoted in the prayer meeting, down from the glory, the Savior came, down to the cross and the death of shame. Gazing in wonder, I there exclaim, Jesus died for me. You see, the pardon that God offers is procured through Christ. No other way. There's no other way to have our sins removed, only through the person of God's beloved Son. We're thankful tonight when we look upon him, that God in his mercy could look upon a poor, vile sinner like me, a poor world of sinners, and he's able to pardon them through the giving of his own son to the cross of Calvary. I hope you believe tonight. I hope you believe tonight that God sent his son into the world to save you and me. The penalty of our sin was eternal death, but God is able to release us from our penalty, release us from our sin through the death of his son at Calvary. And tonight, let me remind you, we, we know that in many courts of law, there's corruption. 
In many countries, sometimes there's money can be exchanged hands that someone might have a pardon. But I want to come tonight to salvation. And the pardon that is obtained by, from God is not obtained by money. It's not obtained by religion. It's not obtained by righteous acts that you do. It's not by works. It is through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. The pardon that God offers tonight is through Christ. Tonight, it's wonderful to think that the pardon God offers is not selected just to that person and that person and that person. It's not limited. Oh, no. We, we don't believe that God limits this pardon to any single individual or single group of people. But God offers a pardon to all. All mankind. Let me just just remind you, when Christ died upon the cross, he died for every single sinner who was ever born. Every person in this human world, Christ died for sinners. And I want to tell you, and I say it with authority tonight, salvation is available for you tonight. This pardon is available to you in the gospel meeting. Have you taken it? You know... It's amazing that people can sit in a gospel meeting and they can agree with the preacher that they're a sinner. And they'd agree that there's a heaven. And they'd agree that there's a saviour who died upon the cross. But yet, I'm amazed. They do nothing about it. Nothing. The pardon is there. The, the remedy for sin is there. And God is offering you a free pardon. Nothing to pay for it. And yet, you've never taken it. We're just coming up the road and we're listening to a tape of a brother. And you know, he said a thing that really stuck in my mind. He says, perhaps there's some people think that when the Lord comes, we'll discover that the saved have gone. I'll go on and get saved. I'll get saved then. I want to tell you, friend, once the door of mercy is closed, once the Savior has come from heaven, those that are saved will be in heaven through all eternity. Those that are left behind will never have an opportunity to get saved. So tonight, here's a pardon. Here is the wonderful gift of God, free gift, and it's available to all mankind. So someone, how do I get it? You might think it tonight in the gospel meeting, I'm a sinner. Yes, I, I need salvation. I would love to have this pardon. I would love to have it mine tonight. How can I get it? Through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Faith. By simply believing that I'm a sinner. Christ died on the cross for sinners. And I can say of the truth, Christ died for me. It's great to be saved, you know. I want to ask you, are you saved? I wonder if you said in the gospel meeting tonight, are you saved? Or maybe there's someone who says, well, I think I am. Or maybe there's someone who says, I hope I am. I tell you in a very perilous position, to put eternity 
right on the line, say, I hope I'm saved. No, it's great to say, I am saved. All because Christ died for me. So tonight, as we look upon this wonderful pardon as procured by Christ, it is available to all mankind. Is he available to you tonight? It's received by faith. Received by putting your trust in God, trust in Christ. He says, someone, do I get a happy feeling? <laughs> is, is there some bright light will shine and, and I'll be saved? No. God says it in his word. You know what he says? He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. God says it. I believe it. You see, friend, tonight in the gospel reading, those are saved. They don't remember a big, bright, shining light. Or I know the, the apostle Paul on the, on the way to, to Damascus, there's a bright light from heaven shone down, but that wasn't his salvation. His salvation was his confession of the Lord. He says, Lord, oh, it's hard for me to kick against the bricks, Lord. He says, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? He put his trust in the Christ who died upon the cross. Tell me tight, have you got him as your friend, as your savior? Can you go back to a moment in your life when you exercise faith in the Lord Jesus? This pardon, this pardon is received from God tonight. Do you know what it does? It delivers me from the wrath of God. Because I'm saved tonight, because I've received a pardon from God, I'm delivered from the wrath and judgment that I should have had, that I deserved. I'm glad tonight I'm freed from the penalty of sin. And I want to tell you this, my sins will never be reviewed again. Gone forever. As far as the east is from the west, my sins are removed. Isn't it wonderful those that are saved can rejoice that we'll never have to face the wrath of God. You see, that was one of the things that troubled me in my unsaved days. And the night that I was saved, I had to confess before God, I deserved hell. I deserved the wrath of God because of my sin. And the burden of my sin came so heavy upon me. I had to agree with God. But I'm glad in a moment of time, I realized in the cross of Calvary, Christ bore the wrath for me. He bore the judgment for me. He bore my sins in his own body on the tree. He was wounded for my transgressions. Tell me that this, would you not like to flee from the wrath of God? Would you not like to know, tonight to know your sins are all gone and you're delivering, delivered from the wrath of God? My time is really gone. I want to come lastly, this pardon, this wonderful release from our sins, this salvation that is offered tonight, when can I get it? When can I get it? Do I have to wait to the end of the meeting? No, now. At this point in time, the scripture says, now is the accepted time. Don't wait until tomorrow. Could be too late. And this pardon is offered. 
that God has said in his word, he's ready, he's willing to pardon. And he's willing to pardon you tonight. Release you from the penalty of sin. And it's now, now. You see, the one thing in my Bible I read, God has done everything. He has provided the pardon. He provided salvation. It's tonight the responsibility of you to receive it. Take it. Believe it. Not just a matter of saying, well, I'll say a little prayer. No, no. Deep down in your heart, realize that I need a pardon. God has provided it for me. He has given his son to die at the cross. And he tells me very clearly in his word, if I believe it, I can have eternal life. Finally, peace with God. Oh, yes, ready to meet God? I'm ready. A pardon from God? I've received it. And tonight I'm glad I can say with the truth, I've got peace. Peace as calm as a river. Tell me this, have you got peace? Maybe you go to bed at night sometimes and think, well, I'm not saved. I have a soul that's going to go out unto eternity, last forever, and I don't have peace. I tell you, it's great to know that it's better on before. You know, this last while over in Scotland, there's a number of my friends, brethren that I love dearly, and you know they're at peace tonight. They've left this world. Do you know where they are? They're in heaven with Christ. And you know, as I speak to you tonight, when it comes to the end of life, there's nothing better. Oh, there's nothing greater than knowing I have peace with God. Knowing my sins are gone. Knowing that I'm going out to an eternity and I'm going to heaven all because Christ took my place at Calvary. I say to you tonight in the gospel meeting, how can I have it? How can I receive it? It says, justified by faith. We have peace with God. That's word justified now. What does it really mean? It really means my sins are removed and I am made whiter than snow. I'm made cleansed from my every sin. And tonight as I stand before God, I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. And if I believe it tonight, and the apostle says in Romans chapter 5, therefore, being justified by faith, I have peace with God. How? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not in works of men. It's not in, in some wonderful act that a man has done. Salvation is provided through a Savior who died upon Calvary's tree shed his precious blood. Yonder at the cross of Calvary, men had poured out their evil acts upon the Son of God. They rejected him, kneeled by the hands and by the feet, put a crown of thorns upon his lovely brow, brought a rod down upon his back. Why was he there? Oh, tell me this, friend. Do you know why he was there? 
He was there for my sins. And when man had done their very worst upon him, God, he closed out the whole scene of darkness and God made him to be sin for me. He poured out upon his only son the wrath and the judgment that I should have borne. We hear that cry out of the darkness. Man couldn't see anything, the darkness all around the cross. We hear a cry, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Do you know why he was forsaken? For my sins, that I would have a pardon, a pardon from my sins. And tonight I'm glad when I look at Calvary, I hear another cry, finished, it's finished. Nothing more needs to be done. Oh, there was no extension to the pardon. There was no extra words that needed to be put upon the pardon that God gives. When God, when Christ finished the work upon the cross, he finished it to God's entire satisfaction. And tonight, he offers you salvation free, free to the whosoever will. But I tell you this, it's only those at Gwynford will get it. It's only those that receive it will get it. It's only those that put their trust in Christ will receive it. And I'm glad tonight. What will they receive? Sins forgiven. Peace with God. Through all eternity. Says someone, are you not afraid of eternity? No. You're not afraid of meeting God? No. I tell you, perhaps in my own heart, I'll have to confess before God I never give him what I should have given him. I should have done more. But it's one thing sure. My sins will never come up. My sins will never be the talking point in heaven because they're gone. I've been washed and made whiter than snow. Friend, tonight, would you not come and trust him? Would you not receive the pardon and have peace with God for all eternity? We trust you might be wise tonight. And don't let another night pass by when you slip on and forget about God's salvation. Tonight is an opportunity given to you. A pardon is available. And you could have peace with God for all eternity. Trust you may be wise and seek salvation, shall we pray. Our Father, we draw aside into thy presence at the close of our meeting. And we're thankful for a God that is able and willing to pardon a poor sinner. We're thankful tonight that thou hast pardoned many in this meeting. But we pray for others tonight who as yet know not the Savior. They're still in nature's darkness. Still in the broad way, we pray tonight to bring the Spirit's power upon them and cause them to think about their soul and think of where they're going to be in eternity and what a joy it would be this evening that they may come and trust the Savior with their soul. So look upon us now as we part. Thank thee again for the word of God that has been read. But we pray that the Spirit of God may continue to work in the hearts of sinners and as we make our way out into the street, that thou would give us journeying mercies and take us home in safety, asking all in that lovely name, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.